you know me as Benjamin Franklin, statesman, inventor, founding father. But back in 1720, when I was 14 years of age, I was just plain Ben. Even then, I had a way of making friends. You, sir, are a fraud, a fake, a, a boy. Sorry, Missy, too busy to argue the point. My brother expects this paper of his to hit the street before he gets back. I don't dare disappoint him. Have you no honor? No shame? Confess, Mr. Franklin. There's no such person as Veracity Quince, the famed puzzle solver and champion of the underdog. You made the whole thing up. You do me wrong, Eliza Boyd. Mr. Veracity Quince is real, as real as you or I. Then where is he? Here, in my brain. Every legendary exploit of Veracity Quince was conceived in this cranium and then carried out by yours truly. Is that so? Then why hide behind a make-believe name? Because I've barely reached my 14th year. Who would believe that a mere boy, as you called me, could work such wonders? But my word is the word of Veracity Quince, as he states it in this letter to the editor. I shall clear your name and find the thief who stole your mistress's silver teapot. Why should I trust you? Benjamin, you lazy lump, where's my newspaper? Hide, it's my brother. I'm not afraid. I am. Get inside the closet and don't make a sound. And what have you been doing? Printing. By the word? Nay, by the letter? Let me see that. Careful, the ink's still wet. It's all there, James. The fire at the mill, the latest news from London only one month old. What's this? What's what? This. Looks like a letter. Oh, that. That would be from Mr. Veracity Quince. That's what that would be. I see what it is. How the devil did it get there? Didn't you hear the magistrate denounce this man in court? The royal governor himself has made him a marked man. One man's villain is another man's customer. He left this letter underneath the door with a shiny coin in payment for it being printed. A coin, you say? A silver coin. Well, as you've already accepted payment... And business being business, as you always say, Jim. It's James to you. And don't tell me what I always say. Finish your printing and be on the street with those papers, or I'll know why. And where will you be, may I ask? You may not. Now get to work. He's gone. You can come out now, Eliza. Is he always like that? No. Sometimes he's worse. So now you know why you can trust me? You're indentured, too. Yes. I'm no more free than you are. New England Current, get your current here. Only Tuppence. The latest from Veracity Quint. New England Current. John, Ned, and Sam were doing a brisk business selling papers, but I had another job for them. So I sent word to gather at our very own private club, the alley behind Seamus Murphy's Oyster House. Gentlemen, May I present Miss Eliza Boyd. Eliza, my esteemed colleagues. First, Mr. John Collins. I remember her. She's a she. 
As you can see, John's the smart one. Nothing gets past him. And this here ox of a fellow is Mr. Ned Moffat. It's a private club, ain't it? No girls allowed. As if any girl worth her salt would want to join your silly club. <laughs> I like her. You hush, Sam Hawkins. Well, I do. And now you've met the lot of us. Boys, Miss Eliza needs our help. What's she done? Nothing. Don't you read those papers you're selling? The latest from Veracity Quince? She's the one? Accused of stealing? Falsely accused. Thank you, Mr. Hawkins. Call me Sam, if you please. Eliza was in service to the Widow Fleming when a silver teapot went missing. You can guess who they turned on. What can we do about it? To prove her innocent, I have to gain entry to the house. Easier said than done. Mistress has a little boy named Arthur, the apple of her eye. She dreams he'll be going to Harvard College one day. Good for Arthur, but how's that going to get Ben inside the house? I'm glad you asked that question, John, because that's where you lads come in. Listen up. Forward ahead, Plato. Yes, stand aboard. Pick up the pace. Out of my way. Coming through. Coming through. The widow Fleming had hired a tutor by the name of Cornelius Wigglesworth. Wiggy was a student at Harvard College and proud as a peacock. He'd ride his horse, Plato, through the heart of the North and his fancy robes flowing in the breeze. Is that him, Ben? Yes, that's Wigglesworth coming around the corner. Come, Sam. Me? Yes, you remember the plan. But what if he really runs me down? Would I let that happen to you, Sam? You might. Go already! I can't watch. directly in front of my horse. John, Ned, you're on, boys. Here we go. George! Oh, my poor little brother, George. What did you do to him? Uh, nothing. The boy charged in front of my steed. Plato never saw him coming, and neither did I. You ran him over. What kind of man runs over a little boy? No, it was not that way at all. It was an accident. You, over there. Me? Yes, you. Good sir. Innocent bystander. Did you witness the event? I saw this here man riding his horse as if trying to race the devil himself. Uh, that boy is lucky to be alive. Ah, uh, my head. Your head? Or your legs? Both! It's both! How terrible! Uh, if I were you, I'd call the constable and demand justice. No, 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 that won't be necessary. Allow me to help. What might I give you? I have Spanish mill dollars. You think you can buy us off with silver? Uh, no, of course not. How I... about that robe of yours? My Harvard robe? Why? Because it will make me and my brother feel better. Uh, all right. <clears throat> oh, and I'd like to borrow the horse. Veracity Quince couldn't have planned it better himself, which I did. Attaboy, Plato. Bet you're pleased to have old Wiggy's big bottom off your back. Wait here. I shall return, hopefully with some good news to help clear Eliza. Yes? May I help you? Hello, I... How old are you? I'm nine, sir. And you work in a house as a maid? I do, sir. My parents sold me for a period of seven years to the Flemings. Sold you? What is your name? Fiona O'Reilly. How may I help you, sir? Sorry, Please present my card to your mistress. 
Cornelius Wigglesworth, Harvard College, class of 17. This way, then. We've been expecting you. So, there I was, disguised in Wiggy's Harvard robe, searching for clues to the missing teapot. And the widow Fleming was happy to see me. You're late. Couldn't be helped, ma'am. Set upon by a band of young wharf rats, but I beat them off. A man of action, as well as words. And yet, you are quite young for a Harvard man, are you not? I have always been precocious. As you can see, by our black curtains and by widow weeds, this house is still in mourning. My condolences, ma'am. Thank you, Mr. Wigglesworth. My grief is compounded by the treachery of a trusted servant. Imagine stealing from a family in mourning. The thief should be found and brought to justice. Indeed. Such ingratitude from one so young, considering all I have provided for her, is insupportable. And yet, there are those who wonder if indentured servitude does not sow the seeds of rebellion. You have an indentured maid who's only nine years of age. Good thing I purchased her contract. Fiona has more work than ever now that Eliza is in the wind. I trust, Mr. Wigglesworth, that you are not one of those Harvard free thinkers. No, ma'am. I certainly am not. That is a relief. My sole consolation in these trying times is my dear Arthur. I insist he continue his studies despite our grievous loss. Arthur, my sweet. I hate Latin. I hate Greek. Now, Arthur. My pet. Nay, madam, as I always say, honesty is the best policy. Tell me, Arthur, what do you like? Games! What games? Hide and seek! What a remarkable coincidence, Arthur. So do I. Ready or not, here I come! Eyes closed, Arthur. And remember, this isn't a game, it's a lesson. I hate lessons. No lesson, no cookie. <sighs> Very well. In Latin, it's argentum. In Greek, it's arguros. What is it? My head hurts. Concentrate, Arthur. Perhaps a pot of tea would help. We don't even have a... Silver. I won? Yes, Arthur. You won. I won! I won! What happened to your teapot? Someone stole it. From up there! Strange to steal the teapot and leave the sugar bowl and creamer and the great silver tray. Eliza wasn't very bright. Can I have my cookie now? As Arthur ate his cookie, I saw what looked like a bit of mud on the edge of the Persian carpet and then noticed a bit more mud on the windowsill. Tell me, Arthur, is that window always left open? Never! Flower garden is just outside. Mother hates it when the bees find you at the house. Ready or not, here I come. I say, Cornelius, mind the flowers. Mother is most particular. The ground's still wet from last night's rain. Is that a question? You can make out a pair of footprints in the mud. Arthur, wouldn't you say they're too large for Eliza's dainty feet? Do I get another cookie? My boy, you'll get two cookies once we have our next lesson. More Greek? More Latin? Chemistry! Gotta hand it to you, Mr. Veracity Quince, whoever you are. You sell newspapers. Where is he? What's my brother done now, Constable? The Lord don't want your brother this time, Mr. Franklin. 
You'll all want this here Veronica Quince. Veracity. Which is uh, what I said. Uh, where do I find him? Don't know. Never met him. And yet here he be in your newspaper, ain't he? He slips his messages under the door, or so my brother Ben tells me. I changed my mind. The Lord does want your brother, Benjamin. Where is he? me, Mrs. Olges. What are them two up to? In your kitchen, no less. It would appear, Daisy dear, they be making a cake. But a strange cake it is, with no sugar and no egg. It's all flour and water. Ugh, it tastes awful. You don't eat it, Arthur. Then what do you do with it? Follow me out to the garden. I wouldn't pour it on her flowers if I were you, Cornelius. Your mother's flowers are safe, Arthur. I'm just going to pour our batter into those two big footprints and let it dry. Okay, now pour it in very slowly. Okay, more, more, more. We don't want to let it dry too fast. Okay, stop. Now let it dry. And dry it did in no time. When I removed the mold, there was a perfect impression of the footprints, along with a distinctive maker's mark in the sole. Undoubtedly the initials of the shoemaker, and not just any shoemaker, but the finest bootmaker in Boston. The service entrance is in the back. I'm here to pick up my master's new boots. Surely there isn't a problem. And who, pray tell, is your master? My master is... Where did that mutt come from? Please, sir! My dog! My dear little Snookums! Help me secure him! This is your dog? Get it out of my shop! Snookums! Please help me corner him! For heaven's sake, this creature will scare away the train! Snookums! Here! Come here, you little mongrel! As Eliza and the shoemaker chased a stray dog around the front of the store, I slipped into Mr. Jeffrey's back room. There, he kept a collection of wooden forms, custom-made for his customers' feet. It was a daunting task, but fortune favors the bold, and I soon found what appeared to be a match for the plaster mold I had made in the flower garden. I got it! A perfect match! Veracity Quince strikes again. <laughs> but then I saw the name inscribed on the wooden form, a name known to every citizen of Boston. To my astonishment, the name of the thief was none other than... The royal governor? Impossible. Why would Governor Templeton steal a silver teapot? It doesn't make sense. Doesn't he have his own teapot? Eliza, the day the teapot went missing, did your mistress have any visitors? Before the funeral, many people came to express their sympathies, and... One of them was that awful boy, the governor's son! Of course! The boot belongs to a Templeton, all right, but not the governor. They belong to his son, Thaddeus Templeton. He must have been the thief. Brilliant! Only two-thirds brilliant, Sam. We know who and how. What we still don't know is why. Eliza, tell them what was in that teapot. Tea? What else? Spoken like a muscle-bound boy. A few days before he died, I saw Mr. Fleming hide a piece of paper in it. Old and yellow it was. Frayed around the edges. But it must have been important. Important enough to steal. 
Hey, you! Please! Run! It's the law! Put Eliza on the horse. Stay where you are. Say nothing. I do the talking. As the constable cornered us in the alley, the boys and I had no idea that the real threat was growing inside the mansion of Governor Templeton. You wish to see me, Father? As governor of this benighted colony, when I give an order, I expect it to be obeyed. Who has disobeyed you, Father? Surely not I. I gave you a simple task, that is. Convey my respects to the widow Fleming, and then, should the opportunity present itself... No one saw me sneak out of the funeral or climb back into the house and take the silver teapot. They just assumed the housemaid stole it. It worked perfectly, as you can see, since I see you hold the very teapot in your hand. There's only one problem, you dolt. The teapot is empty. But... but that can't be. See for yourself. So much for your inside information. But, Father, I overheard the servants talking when I paid my condolences to the Widow Fleming. I heard them say... You heard wrong, didn't you? It is a handsome teapot, Father. It's what the blasted ship owner hid inside that matters. That letter holds the key. Or did you think this was all about a blasted teapot? No, Father. Of course not, Father. But if the letter isn't in the teapot, where is it? Who has it? That's what you're going to find out, my dear Thaddeus, and soon. I need that letter before Veracity Quince gets his hand on it and realizes what it means and where it leads. So, we meet again, Mr. Franklin. Only you're more on the dry side this time. Hello, Constable. What can I do for you? I come to do the people's justice. She didn't do it. She? Well, well, well. What do we have here? What's your name, Missy? I... I... There's no use defending her, boys. The man's only doing his job. Take her away, Constable. Uh, ben. And I thought you were my friend? Oh, you did. Did you? After serving me and my mates three dozen of the vilest, most villainous oysters honest men ever ate? Right, boys? I never! Oh, I'll be sick for a week. I'm feeling sick right now. Ow! Come to think of it, I've got this ache in my belly. <laughs> Is that all she's done? Bad oysters. Get yourself back inside Mr. Seamus Murphy's oyster house, my girl, and earn your keep. You heard the man. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Well done, Constable. It's true you can't get good help these days, or good oysters. Shall we depart, gentlemen? No, you don't. There's one bad oyster left, and that's you, Mr. Benjamin Franklin. Where did this all come from? The horse. Funny story. This be a stolen horse, and you, the thief, you're coming with me. Let go of me! Ow, stop! No, no, I, I'm innocent, I'm innocent! Stop, stop! stories like the one you're listening to, visit bestrobotever.com. You know, in my day, we didn't have podcasts. We did have a printing press, though. Those were pretty nice, too. 